Hello, and welcome to Women Developing Brilliance. I'm your host, Casey Rossi. It's my great pleasure to present interesting stories of creative women sharing their message and lighting up the world with their presence and offerings. Get ready to be inspired. You can learn more about creating a business that you love by visiting kcrossi.com. Enjoy. My guest today is Therese Skelly. She is a money mindset mentor who has a superpower of finding inner game blocks and gets high achieving female entrepreneurs aligned with their soul dreams. That sounds amazing to me. I am so excited to dive into this conversation with you, Therese. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, it's delightful. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to our time together. Absolutely. So money blocks, this is a huge topic. I know that the listeners are going to love to hear everything that you have to share about this. What brought you to this niche? <laughs> My own failures brought me to the niche. Niche, yeah. niche. I don't know if we said it yeah. differently. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, I started out, I was a psychotherapist and I was really happy doing psychotherapy. And you know, those times where your soul just calls you to something else, right? And you're like, what? So psychotherapist and I, when my kids were little, I, I did life coaching school. So then, I'm, and that's not a big jump. And then I had gone to one networking event. And so I got on that organization's newsletter and there was an ad that said business coaches want it. Now the funny story is you have to understand, I have a criminal justice bachelor's degree and a counseling master's degree. I never read a business book. I never went to business school. I didn't know what a spreadsheet was. I kind of still don't. And there was nothing in me that said, oh my God, I could totally coach business, right? So I know it was my soul guiding me. So I said yes to that. And the next day I'm a business coach. And you're one of those like, holy crap moments. I'm like, ah, I just interviewed, wait, wait, I don't know what I'm doing, right? So along the way, two things happen. I got great mentoring, great training. I was a wonderful company and I learned from some of the best in the industry, but then I couldn't sell my services, right? I was a coach in somebody's coaching company. And then when I was on my own, I had a horrible time selling my services because I didn't understand all the money blocks that I had. I didn't understand mm. I mean, I could coach you till I was like brilliant in those free sessions we all do, but then to go, and could you pay me X? Ah, right? It was terrible. And so there was that. And then, so I had to learn all that. I created a selling system. I created how to message, you know, all the things that I couldn't do, I needed to learn. But then when the recession hit, I ended up going bankrupt. You know, there was many variables, but it was my own unconsciousness, my own mismanagement. And so it was like, I don't want another woman to have to deal with what I lost my house. I lost my car, my, my little kids. It was really a hard time. And so I'm just like, oh, heck no. As long as I'm here, I will do what I can to help women not have to go through that. So wow. that's the how. That's amazing and powerful. And thank you for sharing that for one thing, because it's not something that people talk about often. Yeah. And yeah. how was that? I mean, obviously, I can anticipate that it was devastating when you went through that in 2008. What was the rebound time for you to collect yourself and be the phoenix rising from the ashes? Yes. It was kind of long, actually. You know, I lost the house and that whole process of you know, when they repossess your house, it's not like, oh, that'll be happening next Thursday. It's like, cause, you know, you try to make arrangements and for it didn't work. So there was the torturous process of going through it. And I think the last month of like the hell month, it was like, 
I was bringing in $700, right? Everything was falling apart. Nothing was working. And then about 16 months later, I think I had a month where I brought in $20,000. Wow. And yeah. And it was, that was like, what the heck? And there were many variables that went with that. But part of it was, this is an important thing. So when I was in the hell part of it, there was two parts to me. I would lay in bed because I was terrified and traumatized. And I was a single mom, two kids, you know, it was really a hard time. And so I literally would lay there. There was a part of me that would be like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Somebody's got to save me, you know? And I think for women, at least of my age of a woman, that's in the consciousness, right? Will somebody save me from this? And then this other part, this entrepreneurial part's like, get up. <laughs> Nobody's freaking saving you. You're not Cinderella. Get up. You have no choice. And so it's like, like when I work with my clients, I'm like, you need to burn the ships and make a full on commitment, like marry it. Like there's only one path. You will not like, well, I'll do this for a while. And if it doesn't work, I'll get a job. No, at least for me, I'm unemployable, yeah. right? So it solidified in me this like, this is your mission, get your shit together. There is no other choice for you. And so I found in me this strength. And then of course I hired some new mentors and I just started taking different actions. So that was a rebound time. Wow, that's intense. And I think that so many people are gonna be able to relate to that saving scenario. Yes. And I'm a huge believer too of just no plan B, right? Because exactly. when you have a plan B, yes. you yes. tend to get soft you're not going to make those sales calls or, or, you know what I mean? Like everything changes, yeah. like your whole perspective changes. So I really like that you've zoned in on that and you have to be committed. You have to be all in, mm -hmm. right? To see the kind of results, especially in today's environment. What type of ladies do you coach and mentor? Do you have a specific kind of similar pattern that you see that shows up at your doorfront? Mm. So I really, I sort of morphed, you know, I used to do more pure business strategy because back when I started in 2006, nobody was talking about mindset or energy or even money, right? I was a marketing strategist. And as I've evolved and as I've gotten really true, like what is my superpower? I'm kind of a ninja at going in and finding all the places where there's blocks, right? Because I blend my psychotherapy background, but I have like, you can't see me, but I have a pendulum. Like I work with energy. I can just tap in and go, what happened when you were nine? That's why you're not making money. I mean, it's crazy, right? So the people that work with me, the ones I like to work with the best are women that already understand what they're marketing, right? So they're not necessarily the brand new people. They, they know like, oh yeah, I know what I'm selling. I know what I'm marketing, but I know there's more in me and I freaking can't get it out, right? So mm -hmm. that woman that just, so she's got to be willing because it's kind of, you know, I think it's, most people would be like, oh, I'll, I'll just go on Pinterest and I need more Twitter followers. And I'm like, no, we've got to go into your grief. You know what I mean? Like who loves yeah. that, right? <laughs> and so, so the people that come to me understand that you cannot ignore the mindset, the energy, the inner journey, right? That's the most, the people that, and I can, that's where I get the greatest results in that sphere. Fear. So. Yeah, absolutely. What a beautiful balance to have that psychotherapy, the analytical brain of marketing strategist, yeah. but then that very strong intuition where you yes. can uncover. Yeah. It's kind of like the trifecta. I love it. So if somebody is new to energy blocks, and I know that more and more is coming about in that, but can you just maybe give a scenario of somebody that you've worked with where you uncovered an emotional block or an energy block and what that yeah. process was? What did it look like even oh if it was gosh. like the ugly bits and then what happened yeah. at the end this is one of the coolest craziest stories 
So I was working with a woman that was on a webinar with me. So she wasn't like a client that I knew well. I think I had met her once. So what, again, you have to understand, I didn't really have a lot of background. And so we were talking, I was doing a group and I was like doing a clearing or something. And I'm just going to call her Shannon. I'm going to make up a name, right? And so I was going to work with her and I get like the intuitive hit and then I pick up my pendulum and I just said, what happened with your birth story? She's like a 60 year old woman, right? And she's like, I don't know. And I said, no, there's, there's something there. Now, how weird. Most people go, hark, I need to get more money. I think I'll go back to when I was in utero. Yeah, let's look at that, right? Nobody does that. But I can find the places where the energy stuck. So what she said was, after she finally <laughs> probably was being not surprised anymore that we're in our uterus at this, or mom's uterus, right? She said, oh my God, when I was born, there's a story that literally is like the family story of how I came out fingers first and I ripped up my mom really badly. And my whole, I'm getting goosebumps thinking this again. She said, my whole life, I knew that when I showed up, people got hurt. And I was like, oh, Shannon, how does that work in relationships and with selling? And so for her, the shift was because prior to that, she's this beautiful woman. Like if you'd meet her, she's such a light. And yet she's like, I don't know who my market is. I don't know what I'm selling. I, she was spinning around in this place, this state of confusion, because for her to show up, her, everything in her says, you're going to hurt somebody, so don't. So the week after we did that, she just was like, oh my God, I know what I'm selling. I know what my offers are. And I know who my women are, right? It was like, wow. <gasps> like it's that fast. It's kind of it's, it's so cool. And I have all kinds of stories like that where people have spent like $30,000 with other mentors getting all the tactics. And then I come, I'm like, well, yeah, that's not going to work because boom, right? Because you're carrying your grandmother's blah, 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 whatever it is. What you should know sure. is we carry so much that's not even ours. And it can get, because the women I work with and the people I work, and you, you too probably, it's like we work so hard and we're so good and we've got such great things. And yet there's these, unconscious energetic blocks that just no matter what you do it's like walking through mud sometimes right and so yeah. that's really cool to free that and then walk them on the path like okay you're clear and now how do we embody that what are the actions so there's the two phases of the work right because i can clear you but then you still need the support how do you do it now so I, that's where i blend the rest of the stuff absolutely that combination of energy and tactics Today's episode is brought to you by Thrive Business Thrive, a step-by-step business building online course. Thrive Business Thrive takes you from a concept to paying clients in just 16 weeks. If you're tired of doing it alone and trying to piece together your business by watching one YouTube tutorial after another and following multiple experts, it's time to plug into a tried and true plan. Thrive Business Thrive focuses on results, increasing your impact, and moreover, establishing the foundation needed for a thriving business. To learn more about Thrive Business Thrive, your blueprint to create a flourishing business, visit caseyrossi.com slash thrive. That's caseyrossi.com slash thrive. Therese, I'm so curious. Are you finding that there are stronger blocks or more dense blocks as we move through the stage and the state of the world, whether it's political, whether it's Kaliuga age? Like, talk to me a little bit about that. I'm personally seeing that in the client work that I'm doing, so much more so than even 
three or four years ago, like now just feels so intense and heightened. It does. Well, I'll give you an example. After 9-11, I was a therapist. So when that happened, I was a therapist. And every client for months was traumatized, right? And I didn't understand why I had bronchitis that lasted for months. And so what we know is like the lungs are grief, right? So, you know, like the Louise Hay stuff, when you have an issue with the lungs. And I was like, holy crap, I'm caring. All those people that come in and tell their story of grief that I'm helping process is literally going into my body. So what I know is I teach people, most of what you're carrying is not your own. And a very simple way to do it is you just, most of us live in our heads. Like, oh no, I don't, shh, stop, don't ask your head. So if you sit down right now, if you're funky, if you're fearful, there's so much agitation, so much anxiety, so much outrage. Like it's living in the collective and we are porous beings. We're all connected, right? And so if stuff happens, if there's a terrorist attack, if there's a school shooting, if there's trauma, if there's unrest, it's literally like our physiology and our bodies are jacked up. And so you can ask your body like truth, is this mine? Am I carrying this? And very often it's like 95% of the time, it's not even yours. And so if I ever wake up and I'm off, I'll just go, wow, am I carrying something? For-? And I'm like, mm-hmm. A very simple exercise is return to sender with consciousness. Just because if you understand we're energy, you don't have to have gone to a healing school to know how to do it, right? You just have to go, oh, that's not mine. Okay. So imagine like if I'm wearing a shirt that I'm like, what the heck am I? I don't like that shirt. Blah. I'm going to take it off. Like if you understand you have that power to say, I don't want this anymore and then replace it, you know? So it's like, oh I wait, love that. how can I ground right now? You know, gratitude being in the moment. What's the truth of you right now? All is well, like, whew. but I think most of us, Casey, don't, like we don't, we just let it slip in, right? And like, God, I'm so pissed off. I don't know why, you know, as opposed to like, you have to be an observer of yourself. You have to really watch and just like regulate all day. Like I'm really slipping. Oh. <laughs> hey, I'm feeling oh, right. I like that. Regulate all day, man. We can have t-shirts and bumper stickers <laughs> with that on it. I absolutely love it. It's so interesting how timing comes about. I really like how you summarize that so beautifully and succinctly about the collective consciousness and being porous beings and taking that on. And I I saw this firsthand yesterday. My bestie and I are traveling and we were walking up this hill. We were doing some hiking and there was a gentleman in front of us and he had a really strong limp. And all of a sudden, her lower back started hurting. No. And she's like, oh, my gosh, my back is, oh, geez, you know. And she was completely fine before that. And I was like, I think you're trying, you're, you're pattern matching. Your pain body is like, yes. you know, picking up on all those things that your cell can vibrate. Your, your cells are vibrating yes. at the same pain that he was. She's like, oh, my gosh, how do I get rid of that? And yes. I love that you just made it so simple. You do not have to go to healing school to no. understand how to regulate how to tune in, tap in, return to sender. Yes. Brilliant. That's so powerful. I really hope that the listeners are, yeah. are memorizing that and writing it down because it is those simple conscious moments that you can turn things around and see big impact. That's such wow. a great story too because our bodies, like I had a boyfriend who had a lot of health problems and I would wake up in the morning exhausted exhausted. I could never sleep next to him. I just, it was just like so weird. And he had a lot of health problems. And so when I started doing some of this work, I was like, oh my God, my body at night's walking over there trying to work on healing his body or feeling that's the same thing. You know what I mean? And I think if you don't understand that that happens, 
you're like a victim, not trying to be, but you must understand how porous we are and how interconnected we are. And so the goal is, you know, you don't want to harden yourself, but you have to understand like, whoa, if I'm off, is that mine? Or just literally, is this mine or somebody else's? Now, if it's yours, there's a couple other things I could go into, but if it's somebody else's, why would you carry it? Because <laughs> like, you don't have Absolutely. to. Absolutely. And I think to that point, especially caregivers and healers oh in their own right, are afraid that they will get hard-heartened, that they will damper yeah. down their empathy right. and really become like closed and cold and shut mm -hmm. off. What do you say to that? Mm, that's such a great question. It's kind of layered. So there's a little bit of an identity issue here right? I mean, good God, I was a therapist, right? And generally, when you're a therapist, when you're helpers, it's generally because you've had some codependency in your background. Right? Like, like you might, and I'm not calling anybody labels, but generally, you have gotten your identity from being a caretaker, from you've gotten your sense of importance or love or power from being the one that everybody can rely on. And so, you got to look at that. Is there a payoff for me for overgiving? Like I kind of was busted by a mentor what, years and years and years ago when he's like, if you're trying to get your love needs met from your clients, you're screwed. And I was like, oh, oh my God, like approval needs. Like, and you know, we all want to do a good job. I love my clients. And we hang up, I'm like, I love you. But that's not like, will you love me? That's not that yeah. need energy, right? And so the first thing is, is it true? I love the, just a simple question. Is it true that if I have a boundary, is it true that I step back and let somebody maybe be in their own stuff that I'll be hard hardened? Or is that a gremlin? Now, let me tell you this. This is really important. Your brain is not your friend. What I mean by that is our brains literally. So if you go back to cave days when people, well, not people, when big beasts were jumping out, right? You had to be like, what? Oh my God. Like our brains were wired to be hyper alert to what could possibly go wrong. And it's still the same. So if you've had an identity of, well, I'm a nurturing person, I take care of everybody, I'm there for everybody. And suddenly some you know, crazy mentor like Casey comes along and says, you don't have to do that. Fill your cup first. Your brain's going to be like, oh, hell no. That, that danger, 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 right? So <laughs> you hear the thoughts you hear be suspect. Like you just go, really? Really? Is it true that I'm going to be a hard, hard and horrible person? Now, it might feel that way, but then you say, okay, is it true or is there other role models? How does she do it? How does like, what I say to my clients, I'll just go, you know, remember the old days, Casey, where there was those bracelets, WWJD, what would Jesus oh, do? Oh, yeah, okay. absolutely. So my clients years ago would go, what would Trees say, right? And so, because if you don't have, if you have a squishy boundary, if you have a fear of like, oh... Then I'll say, what would Tree say? Or what would KC say? Or what would somebody that loves you and honors you? Because you don't have that thought yet, add somebody in there that would go, oh, girl, come on, that's crazy. Like, you know, you're an amazing girl. You deserve a boundary here. So that's kind of mm -hmm. how you start shifting. But you got to challenge the belief because it's not true, but we just think it's true. Absolutely. Yes. And I see so much of a comfort of hanging on to an old mindset because it's safe and it's comfortable. And so there's, I think, you know, especially in the female entrepreneur space, you hear a lot of people using the word stuck. You know, I'm stuck. I can't get out of my way. But then again, that same piece that would get them unstuck, they procrastinate on. And I think yes. it's because yes. of the fear and safety. 
Yeah. So here's one thing I do. I have an exercise called flip it on its head, which is a fancy word, but (laughs) so I'd say, what's the payoff for staying stuck? And people go payoff. There's no payoff, right? But from psychology, we absolutely know there's reason. So the way I frame it is, and I say, this is not logical. So you're not going to use your logical brain. What's the absolute good thing about you staying stuck as in what's the good positive thing that's happening and people go, there's nothing good. I'm like, bullshit. Yes, there is. And then I go, and what would be the potentially negative thing that could happen if you did get? And from that, it's just like, oh, gosh, I'll give you a story. I had a client, I was doing brilliant work with this woman. I have strategy. And every week she wasn't doing it. And so when I did this activity with her, she said, oh, my gosh, if I were able to really move forward and make money, then I'd have to look at my marriage by not making money, I can just face the fact that my marriage isn't great, but I'm stuck here. But if I was making money, you see what I mean? So that's what we call payoff. There's a reason she was stuck that was serving her more than moving forward was serving her. Absolutely. And that secondary gain can be super subtle. Super subtle. Most people don't know. (laughs) It's so subtle. Yeah. 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 So you talked about yourself as being a mama bear. Um, How did you get that identity? How does it show up for you? Yeah. I was running a mastermind group a few years ago and I had a 28 year old and a 30 year old and they just started calling me mama T Mm. and um, it was so cute. And I really realized like part of my brand, part of my vibe is I'm really relational. You know what? I have like a hashtag, like not on my watch, like, Oh no, 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 not happen on mama's watch. Right. And so So I've just kind of grown into this. I'm a kind of a fierce mama bear, right? And the clients just started responding. They're like, oh, mama T, you kick my ass, mama T. I need some mama T wisdom. So it's just that energy. That's because people don't buy coaching. They don't buy mentoring. They buy a container. That's how I look at it. They buy how they're going to be held and treated and loved and nurtured. And some people, they're like, I don't want you to love me. Just tell me what to do. Okay, don't sign up for me. Like, so the ones that respond to the way I work, it's a, it's a nice fit, right? They like that mama. That's energy. beautiful. Yeah, I love that. And I think your red hair completely ties into your feisty behavior. It's just awesome. It's fantastic. So I would love for you to tell us what you think 2020 is going to bring. What kind of year do you think that this For me or for the whole the planet? I think I would love to hear both, actually, global and individual. Gosh. Well, individually, so I have a book coming out, which is super exciting. And Congratulations. What's the, yeah. Can you share the title yet yeah, or is yeah, it too soon? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's called... Love-based mission, how to create a business that serves your soul. So because it's really about who you're being in your business. And so, yeah, it's coming out. And so I've had some loss the last few years. So it's been a little bit of a heavy time. And so this is like, mom's back. (laughs) It's like, I feel really good this year. And it's like, because again, you know, like there's seasons in business. So I've been in a season of a little bit quieter, you know, my kid's dad died. And so handling all that. And so it's just like, okay, resurrection. So I've got a lot of really good energy around that globally. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I feel like things are blowing up and I think they've needed to blow up. I feel like so many of the old paradigms, you know, we just had the Super Bowl recently and there was a lot of, oh my God, those women were so slutty. And then there's like, no, women get to own their power and their sexuality and zip it. 
right? So there's a lot of women rising. There's a lot of grassroots. There's a lot of, we're not taking this anymore. Because I think, you know, Casey, we were raised like, oh, well, the government will to take care of you. The church will take care of these schools. And we're like, yeah, like I said in the beginning, nobody's coming to save you. It's just exactly yeah. what I was saying. Nobody's saving us. We got to save ourselves. And so I feel like the collective consciousness, that's why there's so much unrest. And when I always tell my clients is there's always destruction before creation. And yeah, so we're in absolutely. destruction phase and it's scary as hell. And what's the truth? The truth is God's gotcha or whatever your truth is, right? If you can attach a truth to it and not get swept in, you know, I have this love hate relationship with Twitter. I go on and I get all agitated with my progressive activist friends. And I'm like, ah, and then I'm like, <laughs> okay, it's all right. We're all right. We're all right. You know, so got it. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. For sure. What is the secret to your resiliency? Because like you said, life ebbs and flows and we all have that, but you keep bouncing back, right? I mean, year after year, time after time, challenge after challenge, you're bouncing back with more strength. What do you think you attribute that to? You know, that's one of those unconscious competence things, I think, because it's just, well, I would say faith, number one, because I really believe, you know, Michael Beckwith says it's not happening to you, it's happening for you, right? So I really always know that. I can be in a puddle of crap and I'm like, <sighs> okay, you know, and I've got great support. I have my business friends. I have women that I call up and just go, I'm so messed up. Like, and it took me a lot of years, Casey. I was a woman. I was needless. I was that person. I did not reach out. I was like, nope, I'm fine. I don't need anything. And literally life broke me. Life kicked me in the head so many times. And that has been a, one of the greatest blessings that I now have people that I can just go, I need you to tell me it's going to be okay. I can be super vulnerable and I've got the tools to write, write it out. So that's the thing. And I'm super I love optimistic, that. you know, just optimistic. Yeah, and there, so. that's amazing. And we need to hear that. I think, especially as the CEOs of our business, yeah. like to realize you can still be the CEO of your business and your life and ask for help. Oh my God. It's not a sign of weakness. No, it's actually a sign of weakness to think you don't need help. <laughs> that rigidity, yes. that's going to bite you. Seriously, don't yes. even go there. Don't even go there. Even when you said like you got broken, you know, it just, I think of something rigid and, you know, when an impact comes, it breaks. But if you're flexible right. and you can bend back yeah. and forth, right, then you can just be like, okay, what do we flow next? How do we move next? So, exactly. uh, Therese, you are a delight. You're speaking my language. I literally I can talk to you for hours. Well, well, let's book another, let's just have a girl chat. So we'll book that offline or something. So we'll do that. I love that. I'm going to take you up on that. I would absolutely love that. How can people get a hold of you and learn more about you and your world? Yeah. So treeskelly.com is my website, but this is really fun. I've got a Facebook group called, you're going to like it, Fierce AF Women in Business because I'm a little edgy. Um, nice. And you, for example, and you see, here's what I love. It's not 20,000 people as of this airing. It's like 200 because I'm very relational and I want to respond to every post. And, you know, we just had what I call mask off Monday. Come in, get real, like take the mask off what's really going on. And so it's very much a community there's a lot of support. So it's just type in fierce AF <laughs> women in business with Tree Skelly. And that, that's a great, it's really a cool group. And I'm really, I'm getting a lot of great feedback and it's a place for me to serve. 
and I like that as well. So Oh, that's amazing. Well, I know for myself, as soon as we click off, I will be joining your group because Woo! I love your energy, love your message, and I think that so many women, and especially our listeners, can benefit from it. So thank you. And if you were to close off with some bright light wisdom, in addition to what you've already shared, how would you like to close this off? This is what drives me as well. You asked about the resiliency, but this is also what drives me. If it is yours to do, the way is, is already done, right? So if you have that desire in your heart, you have to understand that it's there for a reason and you will be supported. So it's just saying yes fully to the desire. And then the next question is, now who do I have to be? So just keep committing. This is mine. This is mine. Yes, 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 yes. Commit every day. Yep, that's my work. That's my work. That's my work. Just commit to it. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure, Therese. I'm looking forward to connecting again, and I can't wait for this episode to air. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on women developing brilliance. If so, head on over to Apple iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. And I'd be grateful if you could leave a review or rating so more people can benefit from these inspirational stories about the solopreneur journey. Thank you.